Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Welcome back to the Swamp 24-7 podcast. I'm here with Blake Alderman. Uh, we are here to record a special episode. Florida has just landed a commitment from four-star receiver Marcus Burke. Blake, why don't you take it away and give us an idea of what Florida is getting with this commitment? You know, they're getting a guy that's a big body receiver, um, you know, has the length that what you would see, um, you know, normally Billy Gonzalez and Dan Mullen recruit, you know, just kind of over their years. You've got a six foot three, 180 pound receiver, um, kind of long and lanky, has a really long catch radius, but he's also got some speed. If you watch his tape, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, deep passes where he's kind of left a defender in the dust. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of rare to see those guys that have that mix of size and speed. Obviously that's what a lot of schools, including Florida and Dan Mullen like in their receivers. Um, so, you know, it's a big, big addition for Florida. Um, this is a guy that's had Florida leading, um, since March back when he took a visit. Uh, for a junior day, um, Georgia um, actually kind of, you know, made this one a little close, you know, kind of too close to call to you know, kind of leading up to this decision. Um, they had really worked him in the offseason, but obviously Florida was the team when uh, when, when the dust settled, um, kind of stuck true to that, you know, having Florida lead and just the relationships he's built there. And, um, you know, with all of this, uh, you know, COVID things going on, I, I think it makes some sense here to see a guy that is familiar with a school like Florida pick somewhere um, you know, it's kind of all the uncertainty going on with, you know, just official visits and, you know, even the season this this coming fall. Like, what does it say about Florida's ability to land a guy that, like you said, you know, Georgia was in the mix for this guy. You know, Florida seemingly, you know, since the coronavirus crisis kind of started, hasn't had a whole lot of momentum on their recruiting trail. What does it mean for them to land a guy like this? Uh, and Blake, you know, just so people know, we're recording this ahead of time. So we don't exactly know for sure. Uh, you know, obviously Florida's in the mix. Uh, but by the time people hear this, you know, if Florida has landed him, um, you know, it, it really says a lot about, it, you know, winning a fight that was truly a fight. No, it does. You know, obviously going against Georgia, um, you know, Florida's had some wins. You know, obviously Kyir Elam is the one that really jumps out a couple cycles back. Um, but, you know, there's they're, they're kind of few and far between. Um, so this is a big you know, it's a big win for Florida, not only for keeping a guy in state, which has been a little bit of a struggle with some of these upper tier type of guys like a Marcus Burke, you know, some of the other guys that Florida has been in the mix for. Um, but, you know, it also, like you said, it, it's winning a battle not only against a, a school like Georgia, w- which has done a really good job recruiting over the years with Kirby Smart there, um, but a conference rival. You know, this is a, a team that Florida's gone head to head with over some other recruits and hasn't gone that way. Um, you know, so it, it's certainly good news for Florida getting, you know, getting out, getting the win here, so to say. Um, you, you know, whenever you have a team like Florida, you know, they, they got out to us an early front for some of these kids, you know, like in March, you know, Marcus Burke leaves Florida's campus saying they're the leader at the time. He's planning on taking all five official visits was seemingly kind of slowing things down. Um, Georgia really was working him in the off season. Um, and, and like I said before, it kind of did close the gap, you know, to where Florida was the lead and, you know, Georgia's kind of roared into this. Um, and, and as we've kind of covered on here that Florida really, 
know, they do much better whenever you can get kids on campus. They can kind of build those relationships. They're not really so much, you know, their cup of tea is, is you know, not really so much this kind of distance recruiting, so to say. So whenever you have a win um, of, of a four-star kid who's the number 22 receiver in Florida on the top 247 rankings, the number 168 player in the country, um, it, it's a big win. It's kind of seeing how the floodgates, so to say, have been open on the state of Florida, and, and Florida's getting a big win here, and, and it kind of keeps – it kind of keeps them, you know, their track record of closing, you know, hasn't really been great, but this is a good win for Florida and it really closed out down the stretch. And, you know, obviously him moving things up, we'll see how visits go if he takes those down the road. But for right now, you know, he's a, he's a Gator and, you know, it's, it's been trending that way for a while. You know, they felt good since March when he took that visit. Yeah, it seems like Florida, you know, especially the last couple of years, it's been a little bit frustrating for Florida fans who are used to kind of, you know, when the program is up, being able to lock down the top in-state targets, you know, over the last couple of years, you see Alabama come in and pluck out a Trey Sanders you know, Clemson come in and, and take a Demarcus Bowman. A couple of the top receivers, you know, in the state have obviously gone to Alabama. To be able to land one of those players, especially from a key spot like, you know, Trinity Christian in, in Jacksonville, I think is is really big for Florida. Blake, where does he fit in with the rest of uh, Florida's currently committed receivers in terms of, uh, you know, having guys like Dejon Reynolds and Trevante Rucker in the fold? How does Burke kind of stack up to them in the class? You know, I think he's the gem of the class. I think when you have a guy that has that mix of size and speed, you know, Dejon Reynolds is a big frame guy himself, 6'2", 195, but he doesn't really have that breakaway speed that Marcus Burke has. You know, Burke has shown, if you pull up his tape, I mean, there's plenty of clips of him kind of burning that defender and, you know, getting length, um, you know, getting vertical down the field and making the catch. So, um, you know, he it's what you want. It's a perfect mix. You know, you get a guy with some size and some speed. He, per- he pairs well with a guy like Dejon Reynolds, who I think is more of your, you know, Jaquavion Frazier's type, you know, kind of those, uh, you know, making sure they get the catch can make those strong contested catches. Um, but maybe not the big burner breakaway speed. You mix him in with a guy like Trevante Rucker, who's more of a slot, um, I, you know, doesn't really have the size that Florida, you know, would typically want to throw on the outside. And then you've even got a guy like Charles Montgomery who may be listed as an athlete, but could even play some slot wide receiver for Florida, maybe some running back kind of, he's kind of one of those gimmicky type players and even throw in just some other pass catchers for his lander with their tight ends, like four star gauge Wilcox, who I think is really good after the catch, you know, really kind of elusive guy. Um, and then you've got, uh, uh, Nick Elksness, the other tight end that Florida has, pass catcher wise, a six foot six, two hundred twenty pound tight end. That's what you look for in a tight end. That's and he's got really good catch, um, really good ball skills. Um, maybe the blocking needs to be a little bit better there, but I, I think when you look overall from top to bottom, Florida's putting together a solid pass catcher class, kind of mixed with some of those guys like an Xavier Henderson, Jaquavion Frazier's that they landed last year. So, um, you know. Obviously, you look at some of the guys that Florida's missed out on over these last couple cycles. You know, a guy like uh, Ja'Cory Brooks, Christian Leary, mm-hmm. um, you know, Mario Williams, even though he was kind of pegged as a guy to go out of state. I mean, either way, it was a pretty solid class in state for wide receivers this year. And you've, it's a little troublesome to see some of those guys that obviously Florida wanted leaving the state. But Marcus Burke was a big time guy for Florida, and it was a big win keeping him in state and keeping him away from Georgia. Yeah, you know, I think that's the thing. You're at least, you know, kind of keeping pace here. I mean, you look at last year's class, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, Jaquavian Frazier's being a guy that, you know, Florida has a, a similar guy coming in in this class. Uh, Xavier Henderson was the one that that kind of popped out to me when you were describing Burke in terms of deep speed. Is that is that a fair comparison or is there maybe a player uh, currently on Florida's roster that you would most compare Burke to? You know, I think it's a good comparison, maybe not quite the same breakaway speed that uh uh, Henderson has just because he's mm-hmm. got that track speed um, but you know kind of one of those guys that is a big body that can move I think that's a good comparison maybe not quite in the same tier as Henderson just because I think Henderson is a guy sure. that was even a cusp five-star guy you know really close to being there a top guy but I think there is some comparisons that I think do fit 
Well, Blake, looking at the at the roster, you know, this was obviously a spot that Florida had to shore up. Um, you know, you're going to lose Trayvon Grimes, Rick Wells, and Kadarius Tony after this year. You know, who knows if Jacob Copeland puts together a big year. Uh, you know, Justin Shorter is a guy that we haven't really seen him play yet, but he's got the size and measurables uh, to potentially jump early if he has a big year. Uh, Florida needed to fill in the gaps at receiver, and I think this move definitely helps. Uh, anything else you'd like to add, Blake, before we sign off on this lightning edition of the of the podcast? You know, not really. I, I just think that it's it's nice. You know, obviously we can get into it later this week when, when we do our regular scheduled weekly podcast that Florida's kind of picked up some heat there. They've landed a commitment this past weekend. Obviously, Marcus Burke in the Ford in the fold now. So, you know, Florida's kind of picking things up. Um Obviously, we'll have to see going forward if they can keep that momentum. You know, you have guys that are kind of setting their uh, announcement dates going forward. So there's, there's, you know, some things happening, some things being set up. Um, you know, there's still some time to kind of see where things play out there with some of these guys going forward. But, uh, you know, Florida certainly seems to kind of be getting some footing, um, you know, kind of picking up a little bit of the pace on the trail, landing two four-star guys now. Well, there you have it, guys. Florida lands a commitment from four-star Marcus Burke. Blake just broke down exactly what he's going to add to the Florida Gators roster when he eventually makes it in. But for now, guys, that'll do it for this lightning edition of the Swamp 24-7 podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.